Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of If I Only Knew. Unfortunately, Fred is once again occupied with the important business of running Humanity Health Group, so uh, it's just me here today to talk to you. Luckily, I've got something that I think might be of some interest, because you see, I was up in Sydney myself just the other week, um, where I was lucky enough to speak at Sydney's first South by Southwest, a large technology and innovation conference based in Texas that came out to Australia for the first time. South by Southwest is renowned for propelling musicians, filmmakers, game designers, and tech entrepreneurs into the limelight. I saw a particularly interesting keynote from Chance the Rapper, who got recognised at a South by Southwest a decade ago. Um, I was there to speak on a UNICEF panel about the datafication of young people today, um, sharing some of my thoughts about the pervasiveness of technology, its future, and how we can navigate that. Stuff that we've touched on a lot in the pod. I was joined by two spectacular young people who also gave their views, and I believe it was a very fruitful discussion fruitful enough to bring to your ears now. Now, technology is obviously complex, um, and we've investigated its social consequences at length on this podcast. For the purposes of this panel, however, I decided to simplify my thoughts a little bit and frame my ideas around the idea that the future of technology might be frightening. On the other hand, my two compatriots, Emily and Zinab, were more on the fence. This side of disagreement about the future of technology was most interesting, and it's something that I want to discuss with you here today. In particular, I want to chat a little bit about our differing thoughts on the nature of datafication. What does it mean for the internet to have so much data about us, young people, and what that might do to the way we grow up? It's an unsurprising reality that more and more data is being collected on each and every individual, primarily through the internet. This is no surprise to you. Um, I view this as a negative in the panel, preferring to have less data about me recorded. I do not want to be targeted by advertisements or have personalised offers delivered to me. My logic at its simplest goes that people pay good money to target their ads to me. They must think it is beneficial for their business model, and so I do not trust that I won't be targeted at a weak point to be convinced to buy something I mightn't have otherwise. Much like my view that the continuing function of casinos means you simply must lose money on average, I trust that the people behind the data are making better use of it for themselves than they are for me. I recognise this is deeply cynical, and surely being made aware of something I didn't know I wanted is a good thing, I hear you say. But nonetheless, I do not like the amount of data that is held about me. Emily's response, on the other hand, was somewhat different. They wanted more data collected about themselves. A veritable data hoard. Emily explained that they like to collect data about themselves in their own life. Time usage, spendings, etc. And so online data collection is both helpful and good use is made of it. However, they raise the essential question of data ownership. It might be one thing to like data being collected about you. It may be something else entirely to have no control over how and when it is used. A democratic, personalised approach to data was thus what Emily saw in the internet, a vision I barely thought feasible enough to consider. But this raised some interesting questions. How do we actually control our data? There have been proposals internationally to be able to delete your entire data profile. In Australia, it was floated that at 18 you could choose to wipe your footprint. Is that something you would do? Is that something I would do? I'm not entirely sure about this. I didn't like this framing of data, this idea that you must delete it all or have it all. It seems like an excellent way to compel people to hold on to all the negatives of data, but then just be able to blame the individuals because they chose this, right? Is it really a choice, though, if you could wipe your data? but lose all of your photos and memories from your school years. At the very least, that doesn't seem like a free choice. So I thought a more granular approach would be necessary. And I encourage us all to be sceptical of proposals that allow someone to claim that you chose a situation that ends up harming you. 
but technical specifications are undoubtedly a barrier to data sovereignty, like this granular approach that I've suggested, being able to pick and choose the data that you keep and get rid of. Obviously, that opens up the way to maybe some unsavory um, curating of oneself, which might not be the goal. If it could be done, I'd definitely be in favor of the idea. However, I wonder if it's not quite that simple certainly not being a technical expert here, uh, because personally, I would need visibility on where and how my data is stored before I had any confidence that deleting it would do anything. There's already services that offer to delete your data for you, and in fact, I believe the EU has even introduced a mandate that it's something you can do. But I don't trust these processes because I don't know where my data is. So because of the inscrutability of the internet, and the prevalence of bad actors that just harvest data without any record or without keeping track of it like big businesses meant to. Um, I have absolutely no faith in these current programs that claim to wipe away my data footprint. Apart from anything else, I don't get to see a change in anything once I choose to wipe all my data. Thus, I worry that a control over our data online requires a much more extensive reimagining than a simple policy to click a button and wash away our history. It seems to me that washing away the history is at best the first step. It is an important step because we've got to be able to delete it one way or the other. But I don't think even those who like the data collected on them want the system to be quite so opaque and quite so hard to understand where their data goes. But it seems to me that visibility over data would be a powerful place to begin in returning control to us over the data we produce. All this to say that I think there are differing opinions about the role data and information collection play on the internet. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, um, I think there's reasonable minds disagree. But it seems to me that we want much more ownership, much more control over the data we make. I know this isn't a revolutionary thought, but I quite like the idea of data visibility and the idea that you can tell me that I'm allowed to delete my data all you like. I just don't believe you. And I think many, many young people just don't think they have any opportunity to control their data. When Emily suggested that they'd prefer their data to be controlled by them, it wasn't even a direction I'd imagined. And it was one reason I thought to be so cynical about data in the first place. Um, and thus, I think this is an important space for us to investigate a bit further. In South by Southwest, we touched on some other really interesting topics, such as the ethics of creating an online presence for your child. You know, do you want your kid to be a, a kid influencer, a kid influencer? Um, and is that okay for you to make that decision for them? We also talked about how to foster more constructive uses of technology as a parent. What does it mean to play the games your kid plays? Or to, how do you shuffle them off of Fortnite? And why are free multiplayer games so very, very popular amongst 15-year-olds? I think there's good reasons for it that we talked a bit about. These are topics that we've touched on in passing on the pod before, um, and ones that I hope to bring to Fred for a proper investigation soon. Thank you for listening to this brief reflection on the role of data in young people's lives. Let us know using the email in our bio if you want to hear anything more specific about the datafication of Gen Z. As always, tune in next time for If I Only Knew. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a Better Pod Group production, with special thanks to our researcher, Nicola Binks, executive producer, Matt Blanche, the providers of our theme song with credits that are in our bio, and of course, you, the listener. It's important to remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Whilst there are therapeutic themes discussed, in no way is this podcast considered treatment, and in the event you're in a psychological emergency, please reach out in whatever way you can through 000 or Lifeline 13 11 14. It's important to remember that the discussion is for entertainment purposes, and the opinions voiced by podcast hosts are theirs and theirs alone. Any reference to copyright or copywritten material is, of course, the copyright of the copyright owner 
and or relevant corporate entities. Thank you for listening to Bad Pod Group Productions and tune in to some of our other excellent pod productions on this network.